Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5. The Apostle Paul speaking here to the people living in Thessaloniki, which is a modern city in Greece. I don't know if it's the exact same location, but these are folks who lived in ancient Thessaloniki. Um, I actually think, what is that Australian preacher's name? Isn't she from Thessaloniki? I know she's been there. I don't know. I could be messing up something there, but there is a modern city in Greece called Thessaloniki, and these are the Thessalonians. So look at what he says here. He says, never once did we try to win you with flattery. You don't, want, you don't trust people who try to win you with flattery. Now, um, there are people like me, though, who always look for something good to say about someone. And that is not necessarily flattery. Flattery is over the top and it's too much. And usually you can tell the difference, right? And someone's just giving you too much. Um, you know, you smell good or nice shoes or whatever. That's great. But it's just over the top. I've had people just telling me stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. You, you probably don't even like me and you're telling me all this stuff. I don't know. So he says, we didn't try to win you with flattery, as you well know. And God is our witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. Wow. And he's going to go on. He's going to go on and and prove that. He says, look at this. As for human praise, we have never sought it from you or anyone else. Let me tell you something. Everybody needs encouragement. We do. I give encouragement. Um, I know you give encouragement. We should give encouragement to people. Scripture talks about exhorting and building each other up in the faith and edifying each other. That is great. But in certain contexts... You just move on with God, and you don't need human praise. There's sometimes you're doing your job. You say, I need someone to, man, just do your job as unto the Lord. Whether you work in the ministry or out in the oil field or at Stripes or wherever you work, man, at Bee Gees. I like Bee Gees. Amen. I like Bee Gees. They're fast and good food. I'm not advertising for them, but you should try it out sometime um, here in town. Very good, very good. Wherever you work, Walmart, wherever, man. There's times where you're not getting a lot of human praise. Scripture says, do everything you do as unto the Lord. Do it for God. Why? He's he's watching you. He sees everything. And eventually he will reward you if you don't give up in doing the right thing, right? We've talked about that verse. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing what's right. And in due season, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. One translation says, if you don't faint. All right? So don't give up. And how many of you know, many of us have wanted to give up many times. We have. And I don't even know what that looks like, but just letting everything go, I guess, and I'm just not going to do anything, and I don't know. Or I, I don't know exactly, but whether you're feeling that or not, God can sustain you and carry you on. And you can talk to people, be wise, um, be encouraged in the Lord, get encouragement from others, but let's keep going. And he says, as apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you. These are apostles. These are messengers. These are guys setting up churches. Can there be men and women apostles? Yes, I believe that. Yes, according to Scripture. They are those that have an anointing to start churches. Um, Pastor Fabian actually has an anointing to pastor pastors as an apostle would. You know the fivefold ministry, right? Can you help me with that? Apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor. And evangelist. And they're all, they're all different types of preachers. So there's truth to that. There's the preacher, teacher, the apostle, uh, 
preacher and all this. We all have preach and teach, but um, some teach more than others. But apostles found churches have an, an anointing. I've had people say over the years, I'm an apostle. Really, the question is, how many churches have you started? If it's no churches, then you're no apostle. Right? It's like me telling you, I'm married. Before I got married. And you go, really? Where's your wife? I'm like, I don't have a wife. I'm just married. <laughs> and that rumor went around when I was like 25. Someone says, hey, Matt, congratulations. I said, what? So, yeah, someone told me you got married. I said, really? Who is she? I've been waiting on her. What did she look like? Because I don't know about it. It was a secret wedding. So five years later, praise God, when I was 30, I got married to the love of my life, Jen. But say, I'm an apostle. Well, apostles plant churches. Pastor Fabian's done it numerous times. He also pastors, pastors many of his spiritual warfare classes. He's had dozens of pastors in those classes. So he's a, he's a father and a mentor to pastors as well, and that's what apostles do. So as apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you, right? According to the divine order of God, according to his word. He says, but instead we were like children among you. Huh. What do you think of when you think of a child? The good aspects. Not naughty kids acting crazy and acting up. Hopeful, innocent, purity, expectancy. They'll believe it, man. Full of faith, huh? Say, hey, kids, tonight we're going to the moon. Okay, let's pack our bags, you know. They believe. God bless them. They're excited about, there's Walmart again. I like to bring up Walmart. I don't know why I don't go there a lot anymore. We're going to Walmart later. Oh, I remember kids on the, on the block telling us, man, we're going later. We're going to go shopping, man. They were so excited. Kids are great. I said, man, we were like children among you. They were pure of heart. They were believing. Kids are forgiving, right? Or we were like a what? A mother feeding and caring for her own children. What's a mom like? We got a lot of moms in here. You'd rather your kids ate instead of you if it got down to that, right? You put your kids first. You say, man, even the most flawed mom. Oh, I'm telling you right now, moms, y'all have a special anointing. God bless y'all. Thank you for everything you do. I wish there was more than one Mother's Day in the year. <laughs> really. Dads are so important. But, man, we need to celebrate moms as well. And he said, man, we we're like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. So a mother feeding and caring for her own children is um, she's very sacrificial. She's very generous. She's very protective. Man, she's trying to give her kids the right food. Some moms don't know, and they give their kids Cheetos only. It's just because they don't know any better. Moms usually mean well. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, Cheetos and, and Nuggets diets are not good only. So that should be okay anyway. It says, we loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, the gospel, right, but our own lives too. You know what? There's a certain amount of pressure being a pastor. There just is. It's different. I know there's pressure for being an evangelist, pressure for being a, a traveling teacher of the gospel, whatever. But I will tell you right now is I don't just love you and leave you. I'm here. I'm here for the long haul with you to see you develop spiritually, to see you grow, to see you forgive, to see you be healed, to see you be blessed. Scripture says the fivefold ministry, what we just mentioned, right? The apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Those are given for the perfecting of the saints. That's not a perfect translation. Perfecting of the saints really means, if you translate that clearly, it's the maturing of the saints. And I brought this up. I believe it was uh, last 
Wednesday, was it, or was it Sunday? I said, Christian adults. You want to be a fully grown-up Christian adult, a believer who is an adult in the faith and an adult in life as well because there's a lot of people that are not. And part of me sharing my life with you and my dad and my brother and, and Valeria and, and, and Jen, Pastor Jen, is part of us sharing our life with you is to get you to do better in all things, in all areas, right? Part of us sharing our life with you is to teach you, be an example, be a mentor, but to also build you up in the faith, man, our goal in life. And that comes with its pressures, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is what I was getting to. It's worth every moment. It is worth every moment. I see my dad talk about stuff, and he'll tell someone's testimony over and over again because he's so excited that God is doing something. And I love that. And I love seeing God change you and work in your heart and your life. And it says, we loved you so much that we share with you not only God's good news, and this is how I feel tonight, but our own lives too. And when I preach up here and teach up here, I tell you stuff about me. I tell you about my faults, don't I? Maybe I'm too transparent sometimes, but I tell on myself because I want you to get to know me. If I'm going to feed you the word, I want you to know who's feeding you. Sis went somewhere. I'm not going to say the name of that joint. But she said, man, she said, I'm not going back there. She didn't know who was feeding her, right? And now she doesn't trust them anymore. But part of trust is you know something about the person who's feeding you. You know something about their life. And I'm feeding you the word weekly. And, and some of you different, different times, if, if we're in contact and we bring up something and I talk to you one-on-one -on -one or it's a Wednesday night or Sunday or a men's Bible study or whatever, I want I want to give my life to feed you the word so that you do better and you're closer to God and we're all in heaven together one day. And you see transformation in your life and growth. The big thing is, as a believer, is to grow. I'm wandering off a little bit here, but please, please allow me. A large part of your growth is going through stuff. A large part of your growth is going through stuff. I've hinted at this recently. I've talked about it over the months. But when you go through a trial and a tribulation, we, Scripture calls it fiery trials, fiery tribulation. Man, sometimes you're in it and you're like, I feel like I'm burning up. This is hurting. Remember that the God who called you and saved you and gave you purpose is powerful enough to keep you. And he always has a gift in the midst of everything. There's a gift wrapped up in there for you. Something with your character. Something that's going to help you to not be so self-reliant and to rely on God more. Something to bring you to the next level. Something to help you always walk in forgiveness. Something to teach you a lesson. Say, is God mad at me? No, if you're doing your best and you're serving God, I'm telling you, He's not mad at you anyway. He's very forgiving. You say, am I under God's judgment because I'm going through this? Not necessarily. Most of the time, probably not. You say, man, why am I going through this? I, I preached a series in 2019. It was, God, why? <laughs> Many times I'm like, what is going on here? God's, God's trying to bless you, and he's trying to get some good, some good things to you. And many times there's some things in our lives that need to fall off, like the scales that were on the Apostle Paul's eyes. They need to fall off so you can get the blessing. We have things in our lives because of our choices and, and, and generational curses and different things that we're ignorant of that block the blessing because we don't know better. Hosea 4.6 says, My people, they perish or they're destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't want that. And so I said all that to say this. My life here as a pastor, and I know my calling, 
Me and Mom Brown were talking briefly before the service. I know my calling. He's called me to do this. And I do know that I'm called to make sure that you have every opportunity to grow and be better, but it's up to you. All the tools are being given to you. Pastor Fabian's teaching classes one after another. We're, we're rebooting Surge. Uh, Surge is our discipleship training, and even pastor's classes that he's teaching, it's part of that. It's integrated as that in the English ministry. The Spanish has their own as well because it's in a different language. But Valeria is going to be heading up the new Surge program, and it's new and old at the same time, but she's rebooting some things. There's some new discipleship classes. We're going to have all kinds of different classes. We're never going to stop. Why? Because we always have to actively train We've got to give our lives as teachers and leaders to make sure that you're being transformed. You say, I'm not being transformed. Well, at some point, that's not on me. If I'm doing my best to teach you the word, that's going to be between you and God at some point, right? If I'll do my job, I've got to stand before him one day, and it won't be, well, God, you know, I mean, you know, excuses. Oh, well, Lord, no. Uh-uh. He's given me every opportunity. And Scripture says, to those who have been given much, much is required. I'm one of those rare people that my parents stayed together their whole marriage. Really? I don't know why that made you laugh, but okay. Really? I'm blessed, man. My parents, there was never talk of divorce, never, in their home. Did, did they have a perfect, no. Mm-mm. Man, they had to get through it sometimes. But God has placed me in a unique position where I've seen good people loving each other, and I've seen people that actually live their faith at home. You say, pastor's tough. Don't be a sissy. He was way tougher when I was growing up. And I was, I'm going to tell you right now, I was, his fa- I was his favorite tail to kick growing up. I was the oldest. I was loud and outspoken. I, had, I was a little rebellious. Okay, maybe a lot sometimes. But I, somehow, by God's grace, I never fell off and went into the world full-blown or anything, and God's hand was on me, but dad was out to get me, man. He would kick my tail. And as I got older, I said, man, thank God for a dad who was in my business, who was available, and now I have no excuse. I said, well, guys, I'm, you know, I'm struggling in this area. I didn't have a, you know, I, I, I just didn't have, no. Mm-mm. I was never one of those that could say, I'm struggling in school because we just got a lot of problems at home. Mm-mm. We had our share of problems. But God has uniquely gifted me. That is one of the gifts he gave me is that my parents were together. And that's not me bragging because some of you say, man, my parents never were or they never got married or they didn't stick it out. No, I'm, I'm talking about my testimony and I give glory to God. But it, it lends a certain type of not only testimony to my life, but an ability, I believe, to tell you I know what, what a marriage is supposed to look like. I know what a life is supposed to look and I'm going to tell you right now, my parents did a lot of stuff right, and I learned a lot of what to do from them. Can't help it, but even in good marriages, I learned a lot of what not to do from them. Really, things that I said, when I, when I get married, I'm not going to do that. When I grow up, I'm not going to handle things just like that. And that's, that's up to me now, and that's between me and God. But I learned a lot from them, and I give God glory for them. And I'm, I'm not just bragging on them and say, that's your parents, and you're, you're just making them saints now. No. Hmm. I I love them, and they were great examples. But I'm telling you right now, God has given me now the ability to show you the difference between right and wrong and show you what a good example is because I was given a good example. But those who weren't shown a good example, now I can teach you a good example in God's word. Say, man, I didn't have all that. Well, then that's your testimony. See, I'm one of those those folks that 
that I can tell you, my testimony is God kept me. I never went into the world. And some of you go, you don't know what I did in the world. I was tearing up everything. I should be dead. I should be in prison. I should be something. That's your testimony, and that is amazing. God brought you out of the world. That's just as powerful of a testimony as God kept me from the world. Either way, we're now both in God's kingdom. Isn't that amazing? Man, I know I've wandered tonight, but I love Wednesday nights because I just do that. And I minister to the word to you, and it becomes prophetic because it's hitting different things that you need to hear. And let me tell you something right now. Let me just add this. I believe this is prophetic as well. I've been telling my guys this, and I brought you, I, I brought this up to you last week. I got five words for, for you. Number one, don't run. Don't ever run from connection. I've had people run and say, God's exposing me, or man, somebody called me out on something, said, you don't need to do that anymore. It's not right. And they go run and hide when they mess up. What do humans do? Adam and Eve, man, they, they were created perfect. And as soon as they sinned, what did they do? They ran and hid. They hid from the Father. That's a tough role as pastor. A man of God told me recently, he said, don't feel bad, Pastor Matt. One of my teachers, he's a good man of God, you know him. And he said, uh, he said remember, it's not you, it's they're, they're running from God, but they see you as a spiritual father. So they don't respond to your text or whatever. It's because they, they're hiding. He said, what do humans do? I'm like, hide. He goes, yep, look at that. So I tell you tonight, don't run. Don't you dare run from the call of God. Don't run from this church. If God has planted you here, stay here. Don't run. See, there's hypocrites at church. We've talked about that. I'm not even going to get into it. There's hypocrites everywhere. You know what? But this is a very good church. There's a lot of loving people. You're called to be here. If you're here, it's not by accident. So number one, don't run. And number two, keep the faith. People don't. We talked about that. During COVID, people lost their faith. There's been other times in history, people during wars, during whatever, during a trial or tribulation, they lost their faith. Don't you do it. My job here is, can we go to the previous verse? My job here, was it 2-8? is to love you so much that I share with you not only God's good news, but my life as well. And you have insight into my life. You're not going to know everything, but I want my life to be an open book where you can say, you know what? God is operating through Pastor Matt, and I, he's speaking to me, and what he says is true because it's the word, and I want to give my life for the sheep like Jesus did. I can't be just like Jesus, but man, I'm going to do my best. I want to be Christ-like, and you are called to do the same, to be like Jesus, okay? Man, all of that, because that verse, that threw me off, but it threw us into something. Praise God. I need to wrap this up. So that's verse 8. Let's go ahead and pray tonight. Let's pray. Mm, love y'all so much. I know God is working in your lives. I loved B's testimony tonight. I know God is working in all of your lives. Or you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't even be here on a Wednesday night if God was not working in your life. Or on a Sunday morning. Is there anyone in the house who needs to make peace with God? You've never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of your life. You say, man, the word is piercing my heart. I've never accepted Jesus. If I died, I don't know where I'd go. If that's you tonight, raise your hand. I will pray with you. We will pray as a family. I won't embarrass you. If that's you, raise a hand tonight. Let's pray. You say, I need to get right with God. If that's you, let's pray together. No shame in it. No shame. All right. Everyone in here is right with God. Please pray this prayer with me for those on the, uh, joining us on the live stream. Everyone say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. Cleanse me of my sin. Because without you, I'm a sinner. I need the cross. Say, I acknowledge 
And I confess that Jesus is Lord. He is my Savior. I believe He died and rose again for me, for my sin. Save me, Lord. Change me and transform me. I give you all the glory. I praise you and I thank you. Thank you for saving me from hell and from myself. In Jesus' name. Now let me pray a blessing over you tonight. People of God, may the Lord bless you and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. That's from Numbers chapter 6, I believe verse 24 through 27. When God blesses you and we declare a blessing over you and I declare a blessing over you, then you will be blessed, his word says. So may the Lord bless you and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. That covers everything. Father, I thank you for this group of folks tonight. I thank you for their hearts, their willingness to listen. They love you, Lord. Speak to them. Give them favor. Bless them in every way possible. And let them realize all that you've promised in your word for them. And I give you glory for their lives once again. It's such an honor to stand before them and be a pastor to them and a friend to them. And Lord, part of the family of God with them. I praise you and I thank you tonight. In Jesus' name.